Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, this is Eric Engel with my fantastically talented wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. So what's, uh, what's going on today? We got a wife whose husband likes to place all the blame for their marriage issues on her. So we're going to listen to what this gal has shared with us. Okay. Hi, my name is Rachel from Texas. I've been married for three years now. Um, before me and my husband got married, um, neither of us were living a very godly life. And when we got married, we decided that we would give our lives to Christ and that we would raise our children the same way. Um, my husband has a lot of anger towards me for some things that I said when we first met that I've asked for forgiveness multiple times and he said that he has forgiven me, but he always attacks me about the past and always brings it up and always says that um, the enemy is attacking him through using a demon in his mind and every time he's around me, he feels darkness and he blames me for everything that goes wrong even if it's not my fault and he gets violent and aggressive when we get into arguments and he says that it's not going to work and that he wants a divorce and I don't know what to do anymore and I don't know where my marriage is going but I would really love a response from you and some feedback thank you and have a great day okay wow uh so an awful lot's going on in that marriage Yeah, so, uh, well, we'll take them one by one. I mean, the first thing is, is that something or some things that she said when they first met, right? he is holding that over her. He keeps bringing it up, although he said he's forgiven her. Right, but he's holding grudges. Right. And, and it's really interesting because uh, I don't think that she's confronted him on this, which she has the right to do. Hey, you've forgiven me, and yet you've brought this up again. What's going on? Well, she also said that they are both believers now, and so this is what I would say. That, if- well, they just, de- <clears throat> and it sounded like, well, we decided together that we're going to follow Jesus. Right. Uh, I'll question that in a minute, but go ahead. But let's let's pretend that this is happening in our marriage. You, I say something to you, and I hurt you. And you're bent out of shape over it. And then I say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And you say, yeah, I I forgive you. But then like two hours later, you're condemning me, saying you did this, you did this, you did this. Or two years later. Or two minutes later, whatever it is. Whatever it is, you have said, I've asked for forgiveness. And you have said, yes, I've forgiven you. But then you turn around and blame me or bring it back up again i would say to you well wait a minute didn't you forgive me i'd ask you that question because i would remind you of what you said to me 
And then you'd say, well, yeah, yeah, but. And then I would say, well, but what? Because you profess to be a Christian man, yet you're keeping a record of wrongs. Well, which take us, takes us back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4, where it talks about love is patient and kind, love is not jealous, not boastful or proud or rude, uh, does not demand its own way, it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Okay? Right. So I'd pull out that principle, the, the love so principle. He's not, so he's not loving her. And he's, he's not ca- loving her. And he's but, called to love her. <clears throat> he is, but maybe he doesn't know... Okay, so what I'm getting out of this is they haven't been believers very long. So maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. He doesn't know what the Bible has to say about this. Maybe he's not a believer at all. Maybe not. Okay. But let's let's take the path of he doesn't know. Okay. Okay. So as a wife, this is what I'd say. Well, honey, you asked Jesus into your heart. You've made this profession of faith. You want to, to follow Jesus. Is that correct? And he says, of course I do. Great. Okay, you know what? I read in this passage today, or I heard this podcast today, and I you know, learned something new, that we're not to keep a record of wrongs as believers. Okay, so what, how do you feel about that? Well, huh, interesting. Never really thought much about it. So the question is, is, is he going to embrace that scripture and live it out or not? And as a wife, I'd ask him point blank that. Because if this is an ongoing issue in the marriage, you got to know where you stand. You, you, as my husband, Eric, can't tell me you're a Christian, you're a Christian, but you do all these anti-Christian things. I'd be like, wait a minute, are you or aren't you? Right. Because if you are, then you believe what the Bible teaches. Right. And if you are, then you are going to follow or at least try to follow what the Bible teaches. Well, and here's here's the key too. A true follower of Christ has the Holy Spirit within them and the Holy Spirit will convict them of, you know, I'm convicted when I treat you poorly because the Holy Spirit's like, don't do that. That's wrong. Especially when you read it in the Bible. Right. So let's, let's pretend that there are Christians out there who hardly ever open the Bible. Okay. Because there are some. You know, which I scratch my head about because it's just like, if Jesus is your Lord, how come you're not reading his book to you? First of all, that's what I think. Okay. And I guess some, right. pe- I guess some people think they don't, they don't really need to crack open their Bible. They just need to go to church a few times a year. Well, and, and they think, well, I, I'm saved. <laughs> so that's it. I've checked that off my list. They got fire insurance. Right. Which is really, and we've talked about this before. That's not the end. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of your relationship with the Lord. Right. 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 So you, you have to spend time with Jesus in order to have a relationship with him. Okay. So she's got a right uh, as a sister in Christ to ask him and, and in a loving way, kind of rebuke him and say, hey, what's the deal here? Right. Okay. Because if you don't have a standard by which you live, then... There are no rules. You can't function with someone. But but if they're saying, look, the Bible is our standard. Well, is the Bible the authority in which they live by? And that's what every couple has to ask the other person. Every every spouse has to ask the other. I mean, we make assumptions. Oh, well, you know, and I hear this all the time. Email after email after email will say, well, he believes in God. Okay. And I'm like, big deal. Even the demons believe that's in God. Right. Okay, the key is, is Christ his Lord? Is he submitting to the Lord? And if he professes to be a believer, then you're going to know 
you're going to know if he's truly a believer based on his actions and attitudes. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. So let's move on to his fruits because he gets aggressive and and he gets physical. Did right. you say physical? Oh, yeah. And okay. he's threatened divorce. And I'd gladly open up the door and tell him, feel free to pack your bags. Okay. Well, so let, let's take it one by one. Aggressive, I'm not sure what that means. Is that verbally aggressive? Is he loud? Does he yell? Maybe that's what she's talking about. Um, you know, and I would certainly appeal to a spouse to say, hey, I can't communicate with you when you're yelling and screaming or cursing or whatever. Okay. But then there's the other side of getting physical. Okay. Right. Does she feel threatened? Because if I felt threatened, if you came at me like that, okay, well, first of all, I'd have to like <laughs> calm myself down. So I wouldn't want to like, so I wouldn't want to like lash out at you. Right. Okay. But if you came at me like that, I would just take, grab my purse, my keys, tell my kids, get in the car, we're leaving. She and, has to protect herself. Yes. If there are kids there, and I don't know if she mentioned there are kids. Yeah, but, I think there's kids. But she has to protect. There ain't the kids. no way I would be putting up with any of that if I felt if I felt threatened in any way. You shouldn't. Okay, and none of God's daughters should feel that way. Absolutely. So get out of the house if you feel physically threatened. You know. Now, in regards to the verbal side, the verbal side. You know, I as a wife, I mean. You've got gender differences. You have, you know, a man is, man could naturally be a lot harsher than a woman, okay? Right. Just in his manner of speaking, you know. But still, look, they're grown adults. He should be able to control himself. If he doesn't treat his boss that way, right. okay, then he has no right to treat his wife that way. Right, but is she allowing it? Because the boss wouldn't allow it. The boss, if I were that man's boss, I'd fire him if he started yelling at me like that. Well, okay, I understand. So I want I want wives that are hearing this that have husbands who lash out on a regular basis to basically tell them this is unacceptable. I won't will not. I will not allow this treatment. Now, here's where I want to take him. I want to take him to 15, Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now, if you came at me with an angry countenance and attitude, okay, my natural bent is to be angry right back. <laughs> you know, if, right. if you bit me, my, my natural bent is to bite you right back. Okay, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Right. And, and I'm not <clears throat> recommending that she bite him back. Oh, I'm not right? either. But she needs to be able to set a standard. Right. and because, that, But she'd have to deliver it in a soft way. Because so many Christian gals say, well, I'm a submissive wife. So in their mind, that means that they won't set any standard by what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. This one would. Uh, I get that. <laughs> Okay, like I said, easy tiger. But but the whole point is is that even though you're submissive, uh, there there are things that, that doesn't are, mean you're a doormat. There are things that are right and wrong. Right. Okay, and you don't have to put up with wrong. Okay. Right. right. And and so in that situation as well, if he's cursing at her oh, and yeah. and aggressive like that, I'd say again, hey. Get out of the house. I would leave the house. Okay, bring bring a brother in. Right. Uh, but but here's the other thing. Let's go further. A brother and the Lord. Yes, that's okay. what I mean when I say a brother. Right, right. Okay, but uh, here's the other thing. 
He's saying that there is this demon that torments his mind when he's around her and he's in darkness and this and that. That's baloney. Okay, well, could be. If he's not a believer. If he's not a believer. Because a believer doesn't have that. Right. He, And so that's why I question if he's even a believer. Just because he says, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, means nothing. You know, the Bible says that they'll come to me and say, I prophesied in your name, I cast out demons. And his response is, uh, depart from me, I never knew right. you. Okay, so just his proclamation means nothing. His fruit uh, are the evidence of what's really going on in the heart. And and once again, he, if he's threatening to leave, Bible says if unbeliever wants to leave, let them. Okay. Right. Right. So she needs to let him leave. Now she might be thinking, I couldn't survive on my own. I I don't know what I do. Look, follow the Lord, and He'll take care of you. Follow the Lord. Okay. And and that's very hard advice sometimes for people to accept. Is uh, you know, I don't want to let him leave. Okay, if he's going to treat you like that, let well, him. Well, you're doing a disservice to to your children by letting them see what you think is a Christ-centered marriage. Sure, because it's just going to train them to go have the same type of relationship. Right. Right. Now let's let's pretend that he truly is saved. Okay. Okay. So let's turn to James five six five sixteen. It says to confess your sins to each other and to pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So I would go to you and say, you know, you've come at me with, you know, bringing up this whole demon thing, and I've already asked you to forgive me. You said you have, um, and we've already addressed how you're holding grudges, and we've we've talked about what the Bible has to say, how that's not biblical. So my heart is to really help you and I get the healing we need from Christ alone. So if there are sins that need to be confessed, I, I'm confessing them again. Do you have sins that need to be confessed? Because the what the goal would be here is to have a right relationship with God for you as a husband and as a wife right. and as each other and to confess those sins to each other so you could get the healing. Okay. And so your prayers are not hindered because God can't hear the prayers of an unrighteous man. It's not mm-hmm. possible. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of confession that should be taking place with this couple. Here's what I often hear and see. Most couples will express their emotions when they're in the midst of an argument, and those are negative emotions. Never any positive emotions are coming out in the midst of an argument. When they express their feelings the most, I generally hear it's when it's in the middle of an argument. Which And right. how sad is that? Right. Okay. I, you know, we try to mentor couples and teach them, express the good emotions outside of an argument so you're building up your marriage. I would have this conversation with him not in the middle of a heated argument. I would go to him one day, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go on a date. Let's go for a walk. I want to talk to you. When things are good. Okay, and, that's and, a good point. And to see if he will be receptive to it. Okay, because if he's not receptive to it when when you're not in an argument, there's there's a telltale sign that he's not living for Jesus. That man is living for himself because he's going to cry foul and say, oh, well, you've attacked me. Right, and just because someone says they're a believer means nothing. Okay, and I want to say that again. Just because <laughs> I say that I'm a believer means absolutely zero. 
bupkis, nothing. Okay, means nothing. Okay, the Bible says we'll know them by our, our, their fruits, and and you know you know a believer because you can see it. It comes out of them. I knew when we when I met you the second time. I knew that you were a believer because I saw that radical change from before. And when you say second time, because for somebody listening in who doesn't know our story, well, Eric, there, Eric knew me before, before years, I was saved. Ten years before. And I was not kind at all. No, you weren't kind. <laughs> okay? And so I saw the radical, radical change. Right. And there's no way you could have faked it. Right. Well, now this wife said that they weren't Christians before and then it. they got married. So she should be seeing some fruit. But if she's seeing no fruit, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, then girlfriend, it's a duck. Right. That man is not saved. So then the next question I'd say to him is, you know, you've made this profession of faith, but do you really want to live for Jesus? Right. And, and let's, let's just say, okay, she comes to the conclusion, hey, he's not really saved then she's got to approach it a different way. Right. I, I mean, you know, she can't just assume or bring in the Bible standard because he doesn't care about the Bible standard. So she's got mm-hmm. to win him by his by her conduct. And if he gets abusive, she has to put up those boundaries uh, and and protect herself and right. protect the kids. But if he if he truly said that, yes, I'm a follower, follower of Jesus, which... How sad is that, that the spouse would even have to ask? Because again, you'd know them by their fruits. I could look at you and, and see whether or not you're following Jesus or if you're following you. You know, there's there's evidence there. Of course. And vice versa. But let's let's say that he is. I, I, I'm telling you, I think I bring this verse up for every stinking podcast that we do. It's the Matthew 18 principle. It's a great principle. <laughs> you go to them first and let them know that, that they have offended you. And if they don't listen, then you bring a brother, you know, a witness, a brother in the Lord, a witness to confront. Okay. But here's the sad thing. I don't know how many couples actually have Christian friends if they're actually in in fellowship and going to church on a regular basis where they have developed these kind of relationships because i believe a lot of wives won't take that next step a lot of uh, most people are too prideful to number one go to a friend right and most friends are too gutless (laughs) to stand up for their friend well because that would be a hard thing to say okay i'll go with you to your spouse Sure. And, and in love, confront. Because no one wants to do that. I no. mean, I stand a, a huge rejection doing that. Oh, yeah. We're always the bad guys when we do that. Right. But, but we're still, called to do that. The Bible says <clears throat> that's what you do. Right. Right. So she's got to step out in faith and be obedient to the scripture if that's her situation. And most wives are too fearful to do that. Um, other things I hear are they won't go to the church to to speak to someone there you know because they might hear their husband say don't share our business with others well that's all fine and dandy for him when he wants to remain in his sin hey and that's code for it don't expose my sin right right so my my encouragement is is to be obedient to those scriptures in spite of how your husband is responding in this case you know obviously these are some pretty grievous sins that you would apply the Matthew 18 principle. I mean, I'm not, (laughs) when I say grievous sins, I could say to my husband, you know, 
we, we talk about our differences in the home in regards to how how clean I like the home, how I like ordering the home, and, and your level of it, you know? Oh, I like it. I just don't <laughs> live up to it. Well, and I try not to be that nagging wife, okay? So, right. so let's just talk about how you'll leave stuff shoes out you said today you'd like to have a shoe tree right in front of your recliner i think i see three uh three pairs right in front of my chair right now okay so would this be an instance where i say to you okay let's just use some common sense and discernment here as this example okay i say to you gosh your shoes really bother me because you always leave them out can you please put them away and you say well what would i normally say i don't know just in this example well, I I would say okay. Let me let me try to. But you do don't. That. But let's I don't. say you don't. So, would it be wise of me to apply the Matthew eighteen principle and pick up the phone and call your buddy and say, hey, you know, I asked Eric to put his shoes away, and he wouldn't put his shoes away, and then I expect your friend to come over and to confront you. Do you understand how absurd that would be as an example of, of when you when you apply this principle? I mean, I'm talking about some grievous things right, here. Right. Your shoes being out is not a grievous thing. You taking out the trash or me asking you to take out the trash and you don't well, is not a grievous thing. You're talking about annoyances versus grievous sins. Yes, because I wanted to kind of divide that a little bit for wives to see when should they apply that Matthew 18 principle and when should you probably not, okay? Right. Because I think that that would help them overall know... You know, at what point do I bring in a brother in the Lord to confront? Okay. Okay. So anyways, I just thought I'd give that little example to kind of help the listener out. I get it. I get it. So anything else to add? No, I think that, you know, these are tough conversations that she needs to have to him. Certainly have them with him when, you know, he's not filled with rage. Don't have it with him in the midst of a heated argument. And when the argument... See, I don't allow our arguments to get heated. Well, but here's the other thing, is that she's putting up with some garbage that she she shouldn't. No, no. Okay? I don't care. I don't care if, if, you know, if you're a submissive wife, which you should be. Right. That's biblical. It doesn't mean that you submit to his sin. Right. Right. There is a difference. And a lot of wives think that submissive wife, a submissive wife means a doormat wife. And it doesn't. Especially, especially violent sin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff. Him placing blame that it's just like, you know, turn turn your finger back on you and, and own your own sin. Because he's as he's blaming her, he is sinning. Okay? Right. Just that alone. Just that idea alone. Let me blame you. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've already apologized and you've forgiven. And right now you're holding a grudge. And now you're getting angry. I mean, he is committing well, sins in the midst of this. He's not loving her, and he's called to love her. Right. As Christ loved the church, right. by the way, which is which is huge. Right. So there's a lot of stuff in here for her to to really kind of figure out, you know, how do I go to my husband? Where is he at spiritually? Obviously, pray ahead of time, you know, because the Holy Spirit will guide you on what path to take. But regardless of your man being saved or unsaved, you know, no wife should put up with any type of anger, you know, because you, that, you're setting the tone to have a marriage filled with anger, and that does not represent Christ in the church. It, it's just, it, it's not biblical. Well, the Bible says that you can be angry, but do not sin. Right. 
Okay. But maybe, maybe husbands haven't figured out how do I do that? And so for me, I would be like, here, let me help you. Okay. If, if you came at me in anger, okay. And you've been angry before, you me? know, I yeah, know. you I sweet, timid thing. Angry. Yeah. You know, you've come at, come, become angry before that it's just like, don't speak to me like that. I mean, I will flat out say it to you like that because I'm just like, whoa, this is not the type of relationship that either one of us wants. Which comes back to the standard, having a standard, right? having a biblical <clears throat> godly standard. There's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean that you're not being a submissive or godly wife if right. you have that. Well, and, and a husband could have an angry wife. Oh, then sure. He could, he could say the same thing. Nope, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me like this. And and one of the things that we've said to couples is the best thing you could do in that in that situation is not respond like the proverb says, a soft answer turns away wrath, you know, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if the wife is attacking him verbally or the husband's attacking her verbally, don't engage in that. Okay? Right. Have that soft answer, and if you can't give a soft answer, then walk out softly. Okay? I've walked in our early years of marriage, I did not know how to respond to you. And I was just like, I'd like to throw a punch. Okay, that's not biblical. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, violence isn't the answer. Then I wanted to throw a harsh word. Okay. I knew that wasn't the answer. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I I would walk out of the house because I did not know how to handle it. And so if you don't know how to handle it, that's at least the less damaging of all of them. Right. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need 15 minutes. I need 20 right. minutes. And then I'm going to talk to you about this again. Right. Right. And that's pretty much what we did in our early years of marriage, you know, where. Well, I was never mad at you. I... <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Anyways. And... You know, anything else to add? Nope, that's it. Okay, well, I'm Jolene Engel here with my husband, Eric, at JoleneEngel.com.